Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. Find out more about how you can listen to The Sunranto Show early and ad-free at patreon.com slash sunranto. Enjoy the show. Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old stuff beers out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable loser. Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable losers. Sunranto. I did too much sun, not enough ranto. Yeah, that that was like a a, a game three of this series, Sun Ranto. Yeah, like I it, was it ran out of steam at the end. Really hey did. guys, I'm Danny Rocket. There's uh, Michael Cotton who just ran out of steam, and Mr. Crawley down uh, downstairs. Uh, how's everybody feeling? Cubs take three or four. Kind of an emotional series. Uh, you know, you got the Nationals in town who we've uh, met in the postseason within the last few years. We, yeah, like, we it was a, it was a Cubs versus old Cubs. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, you got it was like Cubs legends battle the legends. Davey Martinez, you you had John Lester coming back to town, Kyle Schwarber coming back to town, <laughs> Hank White was back, yep. although we didn't really see him too much because uh, uh, he doesn't play anymore, but. Avila was back. It was pretty sad for Avila and Castro. Yeah. Not so much for Avila. He didn't care. But Castro was like, he got that smattering of applause that first game. And And it just felt sad. Oh, yeah. They should have played his song. That would have got everybody. Well, you know, we we did it before when he came back. I mean, we all did that before. They played his song when he came. I was at the first game back when he was – when he first left the Cubs. So When he was uh, at the Marlins, right? Yeah, Yeah. Florida, Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's like we did that. You don't get you don't get a good you know that every time. You know what I mean? You get your one tribute. <laughs> on that's other, it. Yeah, you're on the other team. We mm-hmm. even started giving it to Schwarber a little bit. You know, like it's very recent. The bandaid has just been ripped off with Kyle Schwarber. But but I was out in left field last night, and uh, yeah, I did congratulate Kyle on his new Walgreens job. So he yeah, he nice. he he stiffened at that comment, and but mostly we were nice to him out there. But where, yeah, is that where he got all that candy? From Walgreens? Yeah. No, I think that was from KB. But, <laughs> KB you know. went to the Walgreens candy aisle. Yeah, he used his Vax discount, used his free $5 from his, <laughs> for getting his vaccine with the little Walgreens W on his Band-Aid. But it was, you know, not only was it an emotional homecoming for the Cubs, you got all these guys coming back, but it's the first time I had seen, uh, I went into the stands last night, and I the first time I had seen people for a long time, like uh, Luis Medina from, uh, you know, Bleacher Nation and Outside the Ivy. I, I saw him last night, and uh, Melissa was a 
strong Twitter follow. Melissa BK, I think is her thing. No, I'm not sure yeah. what her thing is. Yeah. She was there last night. Uh, saw Al Yellen from Bleed Cubby Blue for the first time and his girlfriend Miriam, who's written on uh, Cubs Den. No, Cubs something. One of the one of the blogs. And it's just like you know, it's the first time it was nice outside and for an extended period of time. And not only were the you know, the Cubs seeing the old Cubs, uh, with, you know, the Nationals and their their new old Cubs players, but um I was seeing a lot of people for the first time. My friend Rob I saw today, and uh, I got a little story just before we really start. So t- this week, Cubs are still at 25% capacity. They open up the vaccinated section. So I bought vaccinated tickets when they went on sale. Like, I got the email. I was like, oh, that sounds great. I'm going to go to the vaccinated section. It's $22 plus fees. That makes it like $30,000. No, $30 for the ticket. And then I'm like, oh, that's a good deal. But I never would sit there. I sat down by Jeff in the well and all that stuff. But um, uh, the tickets were crazy. The weather was great this week. It's been nice every night except Tuesday. And every single night, I've sold my ticket that I had. I didn't have a ticket for Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, dude. You know what I sold my tickets today for? I had two. How much? One hundred and sixty nine dollars and sixty nine cents for a twenty two dollar ticket. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Um, I can't pass that money up. So, wait, so that they could sit in a vaccinated section? Yeah, it's a terrible the worst seat. section. Yes. <laughs> you, you piled it. I was like, these fucking idiots. But I, you know. You know, after what we've been through, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of some idiots <laughs> at this point. You know, if you think it's fucking May, you know, they're like, oh, the Cubs are only two out. They got a chance. I'm like, it's May. Like, who's paying that much for a bleacher ticket in May? It's all about the weather. People are itching to go back out. I never would have thought 22 would have turned into 169. So what happened was me and my friend Rob, we were going to go to our birthday game. My birthday was last week. So was his. So I was like, dude, I just sold these tickets. I put them up for an outrageous amount. Some stupid-ass motherfucker bought them. Let's go drinking and eating. So that's what we did. We spent it all in Wrigleyville today. There's $50 left of the profit. Well, here, here's the thing. We, Danny, you know, me as a season ticket holder, you live right by Wrigley and know enough people that you can get tickets anytime you want. You know, some people just haven't had – I mean, we just came back from Detroit – People haven't had that opportunity. So I got people hitting me up all the time. How much? When can I have a ticket? Can I have you know tickets to this game? Like I don't even have these games. Up Three months in price, advance. Man. Up your price. These people are going uh, nuts, dude. Rob nah, them. Rob. No, nah, man. I, I, I've, always had, I've always had one theory with my season tickets, which is I will never charge you over. Don't ever offer me under. And that's about as fair a deal as I can give you. I just want to go to the games I want to go to. That and that is a great way to be about it, you know. Um, I but I cannot leave a hundred dollar profit on the table per ticket on a stupid Thursday in a game that you know it matters in the standings, of course. But these two teams, like you're, I mean, what you know, what what was the matchup today? <laughs> Trevor Williams versus Joe Ross. Like, are you seriously going to pay $169? I was like, dude, I got to like, give it to the stupid people. And the way I look at it is if they take the money or, or they spend the money on it, I got that money. And what did I do? I parlayed it 
into Wrigleyville. All the bars right. that have been hurt. I mean, I'm justifying it, of course. But I, you know, <laughs> you know, just like, uh, you know, because people would be like, oh, you're a shitty Cubs fan. You had a ticket. You didn't go. You robbed people. I'm like, no, stupid people paid too much. And I gave the money to the people of Wrigleyville by basically drinking a, you know, $20 bottle of vodka for $100. And, you know, and so everybody made their money, but the right people made the money. N- well, not all. StubHub, I'm sure they're full of assholes. But either way, like, <laughs> I I could not believe that prices went off the rails like that. It was insanity. And now and it, this is this is it because now they're going to go to uh 60% and the fake scarcity that was created will now become a little less scarce. So I, there's I still going to be it's still try, here's the thing. Prices and demand are still going to be higher than if no COVID ever happened. If this was just like, if 2020 was a normal season and 2021 was just another season following that season, I guarantee you the demand wouldn't be anywhere near as much. But people are ready to let loose. They're ready to party, cup snakes, uh, get fucked up. It's one of those things that people have so much pent up energy. They just want to go to the Sea of Cubs game that bad. A lot yeah. of people are saying this is going to be uh, another roaring 20s, just yeah. like 100 years ago, right after the fucking, you know, the, the Kansas City flu pandemic. Right. Kansas City? <laughs> what did they do? <laughs> no, That's they, always, they, believed. they always tried oh. to call it the Spanish flu, but the only reason they called it that is because Spain's the just the first country that actually – Talk about started it, the ball yeah. rolling to try and get it fixed rather. because of because of World War One. There was all one, sorts yeah. of limit on reporting, so Spain didn't have that limit because they weren't in the war. So they're the only ones being like, "Hey, there's this virus," yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Oh, it must be Spain." But no, they were yeah. just the only ones being honest. Yeah, they they think it came from a, a military training camp in Kansas City. Uh, a lot of people in the chat. Nobody doesn't know what hair. flock of seagulls looks like. What the? Come on, Bill. You, you are way. You're way too old to yeah. not know the flock of seagulls. Flock of <laughs> flock of seagulls. You call it your COVID hair. It's Hold long on. and. Um, I I will. I'm gonna and, I'm gonna do the flock of seagulls here for you guys. And there you go. Got to oh. come down like this, and then it's got to go up over here. This is how their hair was. Like, do, do you think the uh, the Caesar cut will come back at some point? Like, I'm I'm waiting on that. Like, it was kind of back with Eminem. I'm just because that's the only thing I can pull off. I can't do a flock of seagulls thing. I can't shake my hair around anymore. Like, it's too thin. Um. Anyway, so, guys, the big I thought story your hair obviously- was good right now. Don't you have like a mohawk going? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I have it. Here's my hair. It's just like normal, like growing out. Used to be this long, is, you know. It's got a little, little to, tail in the back. Welcome to hair chat with yeah, the welcome to hair guy. chat with the the Sunranto <laughs> crew. Obviously, <laughs> though, people had this series circled on the calendar from day one because of the reunion. Um, I, I mean, this was like Marquis' wet dream. Like the amount of coverage this got, as far as the return of Lester and the return of Schwarber. I went Monday night uh, for the Lester start. That was my goal to see. Uh, the Lester start, and then what ended up, and uh, I was hoping they would do the Lester tribute on Monday night, but instead uh, they did do the uh, tribute to Kyle, uh, to Kyle Schwarber, which was nice, and, uh, you know, that was where the candy was dropped by KB, and it, it just, you know, all these times it just brings back good memories seeing these guys, you know, and, uh, and you know, 
Uh, obviously, they didn't want to play. Lester didn't want to tribute video when he starts. You guys know how he is uh, when he starts. He's just game faced. Don't want to deal with the bullshit. Uh, people did cheer like crazy when he took the mound, and he did acknowledge it. But um, it, it was a cool moment well, to it, be there to see those guys it, back. And also, another he got two standing ovations when he took the mound. But then also when he went to bat for the first time, he he actually had to stop and and you know and acknowledge the crowd. Uh, I think uh, did, I think Contreras actually stepped out and walked in front of the plate and just gave it time. It was good. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was. I've been to those moments before, and they're always great. You know what I mean? When you recognize somebody that you know was such an important contributor. And uh, the only thing I'm wondering, guys, and from what I'm hearing, because I put. The um, I, I, uh, I was booing his ass. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I was. I was kind of like. Here's the thing. Like, I, I, I want to. I'm with Bill here because I'm like, all right. Oh, Lester hates having his picture on the scoreboard during the game. He wants to focus. I'm like, dude, he's on the other fucking team. Put his fucking picture up there. Oh, here's your tribute. Can now give up fucking eight in the first because we fucked with you. And in a nice way, we fucked with you and also said thank you very much for your time on the game. Nah, I, I will never win, win. Just like Dexter Fowler, just like Dexter Fowler, I will never boo Kyle Schwarber. I will never boo John Lester and try to give those guys the respect that they deserve for giving us as Cub fans everything we waited for for so long. Yeah. No, I well, mean, and, and, and Schwarber is that's he's a legend. He's probably done the least to actually I think be a true legend because he blew his knee you know so he wasn't (laughs) there for that he wasn't there for that whole season and that's one way he became that legend but it also is like the 2015 2016 after that it wasn't good it was okay at times and bad at others but never the legend that he really is because of what happened in 15 and 16. Question from Raymond in the chat. Uh, I think this one goes to Crawley. Will you boo Albert Almora? Yeah, good question because he's on that 2016. The most important tag up in Cubs history. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by Take Line. Sports, culture, takes. Take Line has it all. Take Line is a weekly podcast hosted by Emmy winner Jason Concepcion and former WNBA champ Renee Montgomery. That's a fast-paced exploration of the NBA and the world of sports and culture. Each week, Jason and Renee talk about the games, players, controversies, and issues that run both on and off the court. Follow now to hear Take Line every Tuesday wherever you get your pods. Speaking of Tuesdays, did you know that the Sun Ranto Show has a live interactive show on the Locker Room app every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central? Well, we do. Uh, What's the Locker Room app, you ask? Well, uh, let me tell you. It's a free app. Right now, it's only for iPhone users. And what you should do is go download it and then follow Sun Ranto Show. And when you do, you can be alerted as to when we go live. Uh, we'll do post-game breakdowns over there. Uh, there's uh, debates. There's parties. There's breaking news. It's all through the Locker Room app. It's kind of like Clubhouse, but it's Locker Room. And, uh, hey, we got a show, so you're going to be interested in it. So join us. 
Tuesdays at 6 p.m. We've got a different topic each week. We already did, like, most hated Cubs players of all time. We did unpopular Cubs takes. It's a fun conversation. Last week, we just talked while the game was on, and that was fun. So download the Locker Room app, hang out with us, and, um, hey, back to this show. Yeah, will you I, won't, I won't. I won't. I won't boo Elmore. Well, I no. will for you. All right, that's good. <laughs> I, I, I ain't gonna do it. Now, if I see his handler, then there may be some words uh, there. But other than that, I think we'll Bill, be fine. Bill, fuck yeah. him. Once not on the team, they're the enemy. Right, and and, and see, that's what I'm saying. You could have trolled Lester in a really positive way. So you, the first day he's coming out, he he starts. You do the tribute then because you know he hates it and he's not going to show up for it. He's got to be focused. So now he can't be focused. He's going to shed a tear. And then you got him all emotional and you get eight runs in the first, which kind of happened in a way. Like, dude, Lester sucked. Like, Lester had his worst start of the year at Wrigley Field. So it kind of worked anyway just having him back. You didn't even need the video. He was already emotional and he blew. Um, But that was kind of a typical Lester start that we had seen as a cub for the last few years as he was getting crafty, but he had first inning woes and he had him again. And um, it, it was great to see on in another uniform. And, and just, just, just on Bill, Bill Sugas's point, don't forget Fergie Jenkins played in a number of Cubs uniforms and other different uniforms other than the Cubs. Uh, Ron Santo finished with the White Sox and take a look at Billy Williams with an Oakland A's uniform and see how that looks. You're not booing those guys. Yeah, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be fair, Fergie, Fergie came back. Fergie did finish with – I think he finished with them, right? He came yeah, he back finished, in like 83. He finished, he finished with the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he pitched his last – Kind of a Kerry Wood kind of situation, I guess, you know, start out and out, end up with. A, but, no, it, it was emotional. It was so weird to see. I'd sat in left field um, on uh, Wednesday and kind of given – giving Kyle a little shit, but you know, he's focused, he's got a job to do and stuff, but it was just so, it was so familiar and also so odd. And I can't think of another left fielder that's ever been out there that got so much love. I mean, we, Jock Peterson was out there too, you know, and we're like, Hey Jock, what's up? Hey Jock, you know, but then Kyle's, Kyle comes out. We're like, Kyle, we love you. You know, like we're just we have a totally different vibe with Kyle because it's it's time he put in the time. It's been years. Wait, Jock Peterson's out there being like California boy, hang loose and shit. And you're like, oh well, yeah. Bro, again, again here here's the thing. We've talked about this. Whoever was going to be on that World Series team for the Cubs is never buying a drink in Chicago their whole life, and that's right. it. That's what you get. I don't give a shit if you're Chris Coglin. Or, or, or Jorge Soler, who barely played in the, in the postseason. You are part of that team and you are a legend. That Monday night, we went to an after party on the rooftop for, uh, Steve McMichael of the Bears. Uh, some of you may have heard, uh, and please support if you can, but he has ALS and, uh, he's struggling. It's really hard. I, I grew up, my dad, uh, was a, as a veterinarian and his clinic was right by Lake Forest. And uh, one of those things where uh, I saw him in his prime when he was the strongest, meanest Texas-looking boy you ever saw in your life. And and so uh, there was the after party. By the time I got there, most of them were leaving and just kind of wasn't my place to kind of do anything. But it's just like those 85 Bears, like guys that like, you know, barely did any. Maury Buford, the punter, is still like a big deal. Yeah. It's just how it is. Ditka was at that party, too. Did you meet Ditka? I've met Ditka before. He wasn't there when I was there. Ric Flair was there. Uh, 
Bobby Hull was there. There were a Rick lot of Blair legends. was there. on the eighty-five Bears. Oh my God! The he was not, but good. but he was on. He was at the party because Steve McMichael used to be in wrestling. Artie Boucher can tell you about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they wrestled together. Yeah, Jim McMahon showed up and acted like he didn't even know who Crawley was. Asked Crawley <laughs> to take a picture of him and shit. It was weird. <laughs> Bill Sugas asks, and I'll, we'll finish it up on this one here. Even at Russell, Addison Russell, obviously that's a different situation. So altogether, I mean, you know, that, there's a reason he left. And, and, and I think someone put it before, like Carlos Lenores put, I will only boo if they show disrespect and or betray like Terrio. So I think yeah. Addison Russell for being a piece of shit human being and fucking up the team gets I don't, the boo treatment. I don't. I don't think we have to worry about Addison Russell ever showing up. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's we, coming back to regular. I mean, I don't. I don't. We haven't put any Japanese teams on the schedule for like the last decade. So uh, let's move on. Let's talk about some of these games real quick, and uh, it, and then we'll get a little Cubs news later because we've got a Nationals fan. Our good friend, my best friend in the world, Johnny Onomatopoeia in the house. What's up, Johnny? Johnny! You want to hear my impression of Ric Flair? Yes. The Bears, brother! <laughs> that's totally not That's Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah that's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Rick, no, Ric Flair is, woo! The Bears! Woo! That's Guys, exactly I said my good. impression. Oh, my. <laughs> So, so Johnny, you lose three or four. I, I'm going to start with a stat for you all. Oh, yeah, How many please. runs in four games did your relievers give up to the Nationals? Zero. Zero. Zip. That's all I got. Nada. Our, our, all that our, means is that our, uh, our, our starters sucked, right? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yes. Um, no, our... Our, uh, our bull penis terrible. Yeah. They're bull penis terrible. I need to make it. I need to make an awesome one. I, it's the wrong drop. It's the exact opposite <laughs> of what I wanted to say. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the here's what's weird about it, Johnny. Uh, uh, and I, I do want to get into our bullpen. We don't know any of these guys. We don't know a single fucking one of them. Uh, we just got everybody. We've not seen them pitch. We got some guy named Nancy up there. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah call they, they too, introduced the uh, a few people to us during this series, Higgins and Nance. Yeah. We've never seen them before. Yeah, uh, well, we saw Nance uh, at uh, – he came up in Detroit. It was his first game. When he came up, he didn't get into the game, but then he got into oh, this was that? Man, she gets so fucking like I swear to it's God that was the first, the first game. <laughs> right, it's a bullpen. I thought it was the first game of the Nats series. But I mean, we've You're got right, all right, these right, guys. Right. Like, we haven't seen that much. Dan Winkler is another one that's going going in there. And I had a conversation. Keegan Thompson. Yeah, Keegan Thompson. Like, we don't know any of these dudes that are mowing everybody down. But it's it's a weird thing because right now it's like we're developing these bullpen arms. Like, I guess that's <laughs> what they were doing when we were trying to also win it the major league level, they were also developing bullpen arms and now they're all starting to come to the majors and we're like, what? We have a bullpen? Like how? But why aren't we winning? Like it's just because they're all 14 years old. And so like, these are all just, cultivated in your farm system. Yes. Yeah. And it's, and I, and I guess we keep them, but uh, I, I guess we keep them for the future because they're under control and, build around this new young bullpen like Nance came out and threw 97 and all the cup fans around me were like, oh, 
he threw 97. I was like, yeah, I guess he did. And it was just a surprise to everybody. Well, yeah, he was we playing, had a guy like that. Yeah, well, he was playing an independent ball. He's 30 years old. So you don't normally see a 30-year-old pop in and throw 97 with like a two-foot uh, breaking pitch. I will tell you, Johnny, though, one thing that did uh, it was weird seeing was the Kyle Schwarber experience where it was either home run, hit into the shift, or strikeout on a, on a questionable take. Like uh, Even like now, he's not even on our team. And I'm like, 3-2 Schwarber, you can't take that. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, and they our announcer said – he wasn't mad at the strike three. He was mad at the strike two. And it was like, all right, but move it along. Like, still got a swing. <laughs> but, but here's the thing is that we used to have this guy, Jorge Soler. We used to joke around it was the Soler strike zone. Then it was the Schwarber strike zone. Sometimes you don't get the calls, but on three, two, you can't, unless you're freaking Mike Trout or something, you can't just sit there and be frozen and, and take the pitch on that. It's too close to leave it up to an umpire. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like. Kyle Schwarber may have about the best eye I have ever seen. Every time he got rung up, I think he was right. But after you get rung up that many fucking times, you need <laughs> to realize if his eye's that good, he should see, oh, that's going to be a strike just below the zone. I better swing at it. Yeah, in moral victories, he's four and one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he should be an umpire. <laughs> you know, I, I was I saw that home run that he hit uh, on Monday night. I was at the game, and it, like I said, it's just classic Schwarber, you know. And 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 I just I struggle when I look at uh, when I look at your team, and it's like God, like having to face Josh Bell and then Kyle Schwarber. I'm like, man, that's tough, you know. And and God, Trey Turner is just unbelievable. And I just can't believe your record and the team is as shitty as it is with the guys that you have in there. You can't believe that? That's exactly what we've gone through for the last five years, Crawley, like, is having a really great team that somehow keeps losing baseball games. Like, Johnny, I texted you the other day, and, and I was like, what's going on? Like, why are you in last place? And you're like, I don't know. Everything we do, we just lose. Like, we're great, and then we lose. <laughs> like, we're, you know, everything, we hit home runs, we lose. We pitch well, we lose. Like, I don't know. Like, what is going on? Is it, is well, it David Martinez? Is, the, is it management? What's going on? Why is the third batter in our order, Bell, hitting 173? Like, is, at what point are you like, oh, it's not a slump. He just doesn't have it this season. Or, well, because know. he because he hits bombs. He hit two today, did he? You no. know, and that's Bell did. Oh yeah, Bell hit two today. No, he hit one and then Schwarber hit Schwarber one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's where I was getting confused. Schwarber but, hit two in the series, though. So right, right. Did Bell half hit it. two today? Yeah, half but, hit two home runs today. But Bell, I mean, but that home run that is why he's there because he he does hit dongs, but unfortunately. He doesn't hit anything else. Yeah, our radio guys that we're saying that's the whole nationals. It's all home runs or nothing. They don't. We we've dealt with that, and then the big change that's happened this year is is the Cubs are finally showing some diversity in their lineup, and that's made all the difference in the world. When you see what the offense is doing now, is 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 guys like Matt Duffy, guys like Nico Horner. You know, the guy who once again made a spectacular play in the eighth inning that Andrew Chafin, his reaction was hilarious, makes a phenomenal play. But he, by the way, he, was, he wasn't the unanimous pick to be second base. Yeah, David Bodie was unanimously the yeah. coach's 
They so, wanted a different guy out there. Unanimously, yeah. They uh, they chose Bodie because he's so head and shoulders above where Horner was three weeks prior to Horner showing up. I put it on Twitter today. I put it on Twitter today. I'm waiting for CubsCon. My question has already wrote itself every time Nico does something. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, you, Bodie is a great bench bat. Like, I don't want to come down hard on Bodie. Bodie is great at what Bodie does. You good, know, good bench guy, role player, utility role player. Pick up some starts but here and there. You can't put him out there every day. Nico Horner goes out there, and everything he's he's catching the ball, he's hitting the ball, all fields goes with the play. Like Johnny, you love Trey Turner. I know he's your favorite on the Nationals right now, and he's that guy. He just gets on base somehow. So he's yeah. gritty. He steals the base. He can do like, dude, Bodie was on first and I was like, uh, going to take a picture of it. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll, st-. I'm like, cause I thought Horner was on first. I was like, oh, maybe I'll still second. I'm going to get my frame going with my camera so I can get a great shot of Horner sliding in a second. Cause it would be a stealing situation. But then I realized it was Bodie on first. I was like, I put my fucking camera away because he's not going to make any moves. You know, I did. I put it back in my pocket. You know, like it's we're not it's there's nothing there. It's like it, you need these you need the diversity. Like you just said, Crawley, like you, you, now that we're have that, like, Johnny, you're complaining because all your guys just strike out, walk or hit home runs. So you lose the game five to four with five solo uh, four solo home runs. You know, and that's that's not good baseball. It's not exciting to watch. Nobody likes it. Cubs finally have a diversity in the way they're scoring runs. They the long ball certainly helps you, but to have somebody like Horner and uh, Matt Duffy, it just changes the whole dynamic of the situation, and it's what we haven't seen in years. Well, and everybody's been talking about we need a we we need a leadoff hitter. We need a leadoff hitter. Actually, no, we did. We didn't need a leadoff hitter so much as we just needed a hitter who gets hits and it doesn't swing out of his shoes and doesn't strike out constantly. Like because these guys are not leadoff hitters. You, you, I wouldn't want Duffy or Horner necessarily in the leadoff spot, but when they show up, they're they're doing what they need to do. Horner's uh, Carrie, an interesting one. We'll see about that. Yeah, Carrie writes in about Nico. She says, I'm still taking credit for Nico. He came up and has been awesome ever since we got our new dog and named him Nico. So, yeah, I'll give that up. Yeah, okay. yeah. Th- thank you, Carrie. Thank you, because it's it really helped us this series. I mean, he's my new favorite cup, and I and he's not even that shiny of a – he's not, like, even a shiny new toy. You know, he's just – He's been around, but I like the way he's developed into the moment he came up. It was never too big for him. He was like, I belong. He's not in his head about anything. Like some of the older guys are in their heads. That's for fucking sure. You know, like you see Javi be in his head. You see Brian in his head. Um, can we talk about KB for one second? We were at the game last night and I predicted a walk in a, in a very crucial situation. If you remember last night, game mm-hmm. three of this series, when KB came up and he didn't get much to hit, that's for sure. But because um, he walked, but you know, if he had gotten a base hit, I believe it tied the game or something like that, or maybe because that was a close game, four to three was I believe was the final in game three. It, it it was four to two at the time. Four to two, yeah. But they had a guy on second, I think. So and and so I I was sitting out there with Luis Medina and uh, and I said, 
oh, here comes the KB walk. I'm like, he cannot get a base hit here because it, it makes him too fucking nervous and he needs to he, – but he can eye the this bullpen guy to a point of taking the walk, move it along, let somebody else come through with the big hit. And, you know, and that's exactly what happened. He walks in that situation. I've seen this a couple times this year. It's going to add to his OPS. It's going to add to his, like, on-base percentage, all that shit. But it's just like the big hit goes to a guy like Matt Duffy. The big hit, <laughs> yeah. even to a guy I don't even like that much, goes to David Bodie, who's like, I'm going to do this right now because this is what the team needs and I'm going to do it. And, like, that is such a difference than – uh, you know, then somebody who's just gonna like play the game in a well, I guess well, I'm not gonna swing at something that uh, I might get out on. And you the know, Nationals right? think of Bodie as a Nats killer, you know. He, he, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. he totally is. Ended. And then, so to hear it just a couple games ago where he got the big hit, it was like, oh, of course, like I don't even know this guy, but <laughs> nobody knows <laughs> except for Nationals fans. And Cup fans. Yeah, exactly. And Cup fans. There's only one team, in, one team's fans in the league that is afraid of David Bodie, and that's the Nationals. Nationals fans hate David Bodie only slightly more than Cubs fans. Like that's where, we're <laughs> at, like, like that's where we're at in this situation. So, Johnny, we were talking before you came on the show about John Lester. I was there Monday for the start. I mean, you think it was nerves? Do you think it was emotion? Uh, not nerves, but more like emotions, or do you think it was just a bad game? I think it was just a bad game, but it sort of played out like Danny predicted when I was on the podcast last time. Weren't you saying, like, we hope he gets his due and some respect, and then they shell the heck out of him? Yeah, and that's yeah. And, and we had seen that start from Lester a million times at Wrigley. Like that was a typical last couple of years. Like sometimes there were, you know, shades of greatness of his past, but mostly we got something like what you saw about half the time we got about what you saw. And yeah, I told you guys mind. when we were on the road, I told you Jason Hayward was going to be in that game. There was no way Hayward was going to be sitting in that game. He played that game and hit the home run in that game as well. Yep. God, that was fun. And my tie guy caught that shit. Did you see that? Yes. Oh, and I'm wearing it, too. Like, I got to show the shirt. Give the ball to a kid. Nah, cross that shit out. My tie guy. <laughs> With a picture yep. I took. And uh, I was walking around Wrigleyville spending uh, my ill-gotten gains uh, today and uh, from the ticket. And everybody loves this shirt. And my tie guy is getting more and more recognized because uh, he caught that ball the other night. He's, you know, he got another gamer uh, off of Jay, Jay Hayes' bat, the oppo shot. Man, that was yep. – Monday's game was a – like, that was a – that was a – I don't know. Uh, it was, that game was very full. You know, it was full of emotion. It was full of, uh, well, my tie guy. <laughs> any, any game my tie guy's involved with is going to be kind of full. But – um People bought it, ended up buying this shirt. Everybody loves this thing. And my tie guy, I can tell you from hanging out with him the other night, he's he's feeling great about himself. So everybody watch out for my tie guy. He's out there. He's feeling himself, which that could go good for you or bad for you. Hide like, your kids. <laughs> yeah, hide hide the kids, hide the wife, because my tie guy is feeling himself this week. He was buying drinks the other night, he was buying rounds. Uh, after he put that, he got that ball. He's just, 
you know, I, I don't know if he's like uh, just like a trust fund kid from from the Rothschilds or something. Like somehow, like has oil money from uh, the like the Gettys or something. And he's just like one of the wayward children. I'm not sure what's going on with my tie, but if you see him, be nice because he could go either way at this point. My tie is short from blow. Michelin tires. He, he <laughs> inherited that fortune. Now, Johnny, what about the game two starter Patrick Corbin? Is is that kind of more of the same there? He's done. He's just had a bad season. You know, it's. I think you all experienced this. Some of our favorite key elements to win the World Series recently uh, just haven't come back to to how strong they were when they pitched. You know, he he did great for us in the World Series run, and he's just having a bad season. I will it's tell you too. To uh, Starlin Castro hitting into double plays was something we got used to pretty much too, and that that just. You know, it's just weird, like, to see them in other uniforms, but doing the exact same things you remember them doing. Right. Like, whether it's the right. Lester start or Schwarber hitting into a shift or, or Castro <laughs> hitting into a double play. It made me feel so much better when I knew exactly what the other team was about to do. Like, here's here's Schwarber <laughs> about to pull into the shift, and here's Castro going to roll one over for a double play. Because when you know what the other team's going to do, you're so much more comfortable. Like, well, I mean, it's... You know, Castro did hit a home run, but Schorber hit a couple. But it's just like, well, Castro. Yeah, otherwise, two they're going to make outs. Yeah, two errors. I was just going to bring that up. Castro, he doubled yeah. his his errors for the season in one game. And it's weird. It's weird that he did it in Wrigley too, because that was always a knock on him. Was people like thought he had attention issues and lost focus on plays. That and that was like. That was a big deal back when he was playing here. It's like, what is he doing? Like, went like one time, like you know, his back was turned while the pitcher was pitching and stuff, and he was like looking around and shit. Like, it was it was crazy. One of, <laughs> one of the all time greatest things you can ever watch, though, is uh, him mirroring Chris Bryant throwing a ball to first base. Oh like, God, that's it was so. It was weird. a grounder. To look it up on YouTube, Johnny, it's a grounder to KB. He picks it up and fires over. And Castro is maybe eight feet behind him, goes down like he picked up a grounder, comes up and throws. Anthony Rizzo's on the other side of the fucking ball diamond, like no idea who's about to throw the ball to him. Like he just <laughs> They're no both clue. doing this. It, 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 looked like, uh, it looked like synchronized swimming. It, yeah, it really was. It was like synchronized swimming. And he throws the ball over there and Rizzo was like a little upset. He's like, I don't know what the fuck is this going <laughs> like, on. You're messing with my head, guys. <laughs> are you are you looking at it, Johnny? Um, no, because there are so many things on YouTube about Castro being weird. I'm like scrolling through. I'm like, which one should I choose? Yeah. Oh, man. Back in, in 15 and 16, this Cubs team were goddamn characters on the field. Like, this isn't like in the dugout they were doing funny stuff and they had a waffle maker and bullshit. They were on the field. You remember, like, Javi Baez standing four inches from Rizzo's face as he was catching a pop fly. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> now, they used to do weird shit, and that was a lot of the Joe Madden effect, too. You know, it's like Joe Madden always tried to keep it loose, and, and he knew who he had. He had a young crew who was looking to have fun. They're like instant millionaires, these guys, you know, and he tried to keep it loose so that they didn't tighten up. And that I thought that was super important, you know, for a young team because – 
once you expect that out of yourself, it gets harder to do because you have larger. Yeah. I mean, why does every, if you, if you're a band, um, I've been in tons of bands with Johnny and it, you're a band, you work so hard on your first album and you just like throw everything into it and it makes, means everything to you. And you, every sound on it has been decided and argued over and fought over and, and everything. And, and then, so let's say that's a big success and everybody likes that album. Then you're like, okay, that worked. Now let's do a second album. And what always happens is it's a giant flop and nobody gives a fuck because like you thought you understood what everybody wanted. You were wrong because it's two years later. And, you know, it's just like all Briefly, that- the only thing that doesn't work with this analogy is Danny and I never had a successful first album. I don't know. Latchkey Kids is a good song. If, if, if you're on Spotify, the best song on God the Band's album, Rock, is Latchkey Kids, which is, I have such amazing memories of you recording the vocals for that drinking we drank a half a bottle of tequila trying to get you to hit those high notes and uh, i coached you through it and like boy we had fun that was a well actually that was a miserable time but we but it was a good album (laughs) and you sound great on that song johnny (laughs) johnny i gotta ask you uh how are national sports fans taking the ejection from davy martinez the other Hmm. day it's been a frustrating season oh yeah that's actually that was a hilarious i haven't seen a manager do that forever take out the base that was great (laughs) kicked it and i didn't realize that this wasn't the first time that he has done that same rant on the same call he like oh he, he knows the rule book definition but it comes down to a judgment call and so he's like i know the rule it was the wrong judgment and uh he he's unapologetic about it 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 was great and and you know what he is 100 fucking percent right i am behind davy martinez on this all the way because this has come up a number of times that we've seen it just uh and I'm only really watching the Cubs. So if I've seen that like three or four times in the last like five years, then it's coming up other places. It is the stupidest fucking rule. Uh, who is, who is the nationals runner there? Trey Turner. Yeah. And that's, yes. and that's the third time it's happened to Trey and Turner did nothing wrong. The ball gets away. He takes off running. He runs directly toward the base. Mm-hmm. Hits they, the chalk. The, he, he beat the fucking ball by a long shot, and yet they still call him out. Be, like, he's not looking back trying to block the throw. Right. That's not what he's doing. Well, he's he knows where running. the throw's coming from, so he's going to put himself in a position. No, whatever. Shut the fuck up. He's no. just running straight <laughs> down the line. He ran straight no. at the base. He didn't wiggle. He didn't do anything. Well, isn't he it ran the only straight time that you base. run straight? Because if you were to run to second and someone tried to tag you and you, you diverted your around. path, yeah. then you'd be called out. So it's the opposite of that, where you actually have to skirt around the line. Well, what they're saying is if you run in the out-of-bounds area as if you're going to turn and go to second, Mm -hmm. then you're okay. Right. But why the fuck would you be trying to go to second when it's a wild pitch? Like, I okay, I I get it. Maybe a bunt or something. Fucking maybe. But these guys are just calling ass. Give them a base to throw. Put the base... 
in fucking foul territory if you're going to call that stupid shit. If the base is in fair territory, why are you running in foul fucking territory? <laughs> that That's what Davey said about moving the base. He, he didn't pull it out just in that standard way. He said, if that's going to be the call, then the base should be situated here. And that's and, why. And, and, that's, and, and me and Davey have sat around drinking beer and throwing bases at the wall just for the fuck of it, just screaming about this. You know, so were you also talking about Sandberg's wife? (laughs) 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 Uh, Everybody's talking about Sandberg's wife. She 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 always comes early. For the last ten years, I managed a (laughs) softball team in Burbank, and just a bunch of you know two old people playing softball. And I didn't want to deal with the umps and my team. Someone would get hot on a bad call, and I'd be like, "Well, actually, I think you were out." You know. And after a couple of years of doing that, I just had my team's back and I'd go out there and kick sand and get <laughs> get ejected from the game. And the love in my team's eyes, like we'd go get Mexican <laughs> after people buying me drinks. They're like, yeah, Johnny. Like, and it was a valuable lesson. You know, sometimes it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. You just gotta, you gotta have everyone's back. Oh, really hey, Johnny, can you, can you tell that to Tony LaRussa on the I was just, oh, right, right. just going to say fucking Tony LaRussa needs to hear that. Johnny, you need to call that dude hey. out. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action as the MLB, NBA, and NHL are in full swing. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sports news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by Kansas City Stakes. You work hard and you play hard, so treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD, like Sam David, or Sports Drink, at checkout. From classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to American-style Kobe, hard-to-find specialty cuts, and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it so easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with the family while enjoying steakhouse quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon, Kansas City strips, juicy steak burgers, all beef jumbo hot dogs, and even complete meal combos. Bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. Back to the show. Yeah, although, uh, although, Johnny, I think it'd actually be better if you didn't because we don't want anyone buying Tony LaRusso any drinks. That's the yeah. last thing we need. Yeah. Do you think that Tony LaRusso would be okay if the next game the pitcher 
threw at Tony Larusa. <laughs> like just turn and fucking whip the ball, hey, hit like baseball. hit the fence there right in front of the dugout, but just threw it at him. Yeah. Just be like, look at the ump. Yep. That's ball, a ball. Ball one. Ball one. <laughs> fucking throw it at Tony, and then like be like, fuck you, Tony. Fucking asshole. Well, we can talk about this for a second because I did want to talk about it tonight. Um, I mean, that is insanity. So the story is that uh, Yermin Mercedes, who's having a hell of a year uh, for the White Sox, uh, they he swung on a 3-0 pitch from a position player. And uh, Tony La Russa said that was wrong. And we hit a home run. And Tony La Russa said that's wrong. You should never show up the other team by doing some such shit like that. And then the next day, the Reports team. Reports are that people in the dugout were yelling. His own team was yelling, don't swing. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just Tony, his own team. Was like, yeah. Don't swing. No, no, no. <laughs> but they, but I, I think they were, I, I think some of those guys were seeing the, so Tony was, was giving the take. He was the guy in the dugout saying, take, take right. the pitch. Take the pitch, and Yermin did not. He hit the home run. And then Tony went out there and said, oh, that was wrong. He should never do that. And like, and tell me it, one other sport where you're actually uh, going to be punished for succeeding at the thing that you're highly trained to do. Like, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. I, I, I don't know. Like, you know, if, if, so what's he supposed to do? 3-1? Strike two or strike one, strike two. Like, can I swing three one? Like, can I swing three two? Like, am I just or, or should here? he stand there and take three fucking straight strikes and just go home? Like, what the yeah. fuck? So Jason Kipnis on his Twitter is talking about how it's hard to hit a home run in, in in the major leagues. I mean, Kipnis had a damn good run, and so what he's saying is you get paid by your stats. They're gonna look at your home runs. So you want to get paid? Hit more home runs. And here, and the other thing is, is that the opposite team is trying to keep a competitive advantage by not using more of their bullpen. That's why yeah. they're using position players. So you want to just keep uh, letting that happen, then you're 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 letting their bullpen take it easy, get a breather, give them a break. Yeah, you yeah. you just fucking keep hitting. You you hit every pitch that a position player pitches out of the ballpark. Until they have to bring in a fucking pitcher in order in order to get out of the inning, that's what you do. Yeah, uh, yeah. and and it's the unwritten rules, which we're gonna do. I think we talked about next Tuesday, week, yeah. Tuesday, next Tuesday on the locker room app. We're gonna go on there and do a little. Uh, and, and please chime in if you've got anything you want to add. But yeah. we're gonna well, have a conversation at six p.m. Central on the yeah, locker and, room. And, and, yeah, so, and here- the bigger oh, thing was, is not that Tony LaRusse has said what he said. I mean, it is, but the the thing that frustrates a lot of people is not even you ending know, the story ha- yet. Have the conversation in private. Say he, you know, he missed the sign. We usually don't do that. That's it. Instead of being a total ass, trying to keep proving that you're right for some reason, and he basically gave the other team permission to hit him. Yeah, and which oh, they tried it, to do, and the said he was day. fine with it. Yeah, Fuck and that. so then the next day. <laughs> They, they, it was the next day, right? The exact next day. Yeah. Um, it comes out, uh, and I don't know who the pitcher was, but goes throws behind your mean. Did he hit him on that first pitch? Or yeah, he hit him I, like. 
And Tony was like, it's fun. Who's a sinker? He wasn't trying to throw at him. I was like, he was fucking obviously trying to throw at him. And it wasn't a sinker. It was a fucking fastball to the calf. And he, like, granted, he tried to hit him in the butt. He wasn't like head hunting or anything like that. Yeah. It was a fair, like hitting a guy, brush back. It was, it was a fair way to do it. The reasoning behind it was terrible. It was stupid. Yeah. Dude, the ship has sailed already. Okay. So, all right. So, so bringing this idea of these unwritten rules and how you play the game and what you're doing, uh, Dominic Galloro said, uh, Willie did it on purpose, getting back to our game. This is actually true. Uh, I think we were talking to John Baker and I think Baker said they're, they, practice doing that when the guy's running to first base and they've got a throw from that angle they practice hitting them i it, it may not have been talking with john oh I, you're going back to the uh, running to first story yeah, yeah right, i thought you were yeah that's what i said willie did it on purpose bringing it back to our game uh so but this is still some of those like unwritten rules so every all these catchers know He's going to get thrown out, even though he knew he had no chance to throw him out. Like, he, he was way too late. But if he throws it and hits him... He could be out know, by the then, rule. Yeah. Then he's out by the rule. And Willie did that. Now, that sort of falls into some of those unwritten rules because then you're in the position of having to say, like, well... Well, Willie throws hard, too. Like, Willie will yeah. throw at 105 miles per hour <laughs> at the nape of your neck. And just, like, you know. Luckily, I don't think he threw that one, like, that hard. I don't know. I, I only saw it the one time. But he – so he throws at him on purpose, and he's out, even though he was going to be, you know. So so now it's like, do you – how do you feel about that? You know that Contreras – Used a rule to save his pitcher. I mean, you kind of want him to do that, but that rule shouldn't be there to let him do that, I guess is where I'm falling on that. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? The The idea that he would purposefully throw at the runner in order to get that out, even though it was, you know. Well, it's interesting. There, I, I'm thinking about all those plays at second base, like the neighborhood rule that's gone with uh, with replay and all that stuff. Chugas is feisty, isn't it? Yeah, Chugas says I'm fine with it. Everything you said, yeah. But the, no, the neighborhood play. Now you've got to touch the base, but the the runner can't go in hard. And we saw that Machado play the other day, where Machado uh, basically slid like somewhere slid halfway into between, Edmund's legs halfway between the halfway bag, between yeah. first and second well, then the play at home where you have to now you have to make th- my point is they're trying to legislate these things and and so maybe that'll be the next one you can't throw at someone's back to something and you have to make a path at home and you have to it's sort of like in the middle ground it should be all or nothing it should be like well y'all are out there well, it used to be like yeah, you touch the base or you don't touch the base. You yeah. hit the guy or you don't hit the guy. And now it's getting like football in which they're like, uh, oh, he intended yeah. to almost touch yeah. him and then he had to go outside Nothing the line. And, yeah. yeah, and it's all up to, um, you know, discretion, which I think bothers the purists of uh, baseball like us, which – Dominic says he meant that as a joke, though. That's yeah. funny, but the but the truth is, 
they're they're they practice doing it. They practice throwing at the runner. And, in order and, to get that call. Any way you can get it out is you should just yeah. try to get the out. You know, like it, it, yeah, it, they, it, they know the rule. It's one of those things that's frustrating because if your guy does it, your guy is smart and wily and crafty, and if they do it, it pisses the shit out of you. Same <laughs> thing is when uh, when you'd always see God, who was it? It was uh, Craig Biggio used to have like a suit of armor on his left side. Oh, he always just yeah. put that elbow right out to get hit. It's like fuck you. You didn't even move. Not only did you not move out, of, and that would, that happened this year in New York to the Mets. Yeah, oh, on move? a strike, on a on a dead strike, he leaned into it. It was, was a strike pitch, and he fucking yeah, yeah and he got it. So, and that's one reason, like everybody, you know, the the haters want to bitch about Rizzo. Rizzo wears nothing. He fucking goes up there and t- he stands on top of the plate. He's got no armor. He just takes the if you fucking pitch in and he gets hit, he's taking that. That there, he doesn't have an elbow pad. I, he might have a shin guard now, but that's for foul balls, not for, you know, being hit by pitches. He takes every goddamn ball that he gets hit with, you know. With that's my no theory. Padding. If you want to wear the armor and you get hit, then you ain't taking the base. Oh, I like that. I actually um, went to a Colorado Cubs game. Uh, you know, it was in Colorado. Uh, it was like an semi-pro team these guys are playing and in the bat fucking pitcher throws it hits the dude in the elbow the game stops and everybody's just kind of looking at each other and the batter goes i did that (laughs) he's like i i I leaned into it and they're like okay cool they're like all right it's a ball and they started again he stayed in there if i could play and it was the funniest shit in the world because Everybody stopped because it was just one of those things. Like, I think we all saw what we what we saw. <laughs> well, you know, but lo- but luckily, it? well, they're not playing for money. And they're not playing right. for anything. And, and this dude was like, I, I fucking lead to do it. He's like, I, I did. I, I, well, I gave it a little bit and it hit my elbow. Bill Sugas brings up Derek Dietrich from the Reds, which you remember, I, I believe that oh. was a thorn in our side a couple years ago. Yeah, he, leaned in, he leaned into a few of them. Uh, a couple of years ago, and it was, and it, it was decisive within the series. I remember being mad about it, um, uh, and you know, ending 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 up costing us runs and maybe a game or two. Um, I mean, you play the game; that's the eyeball test of it. Like in the box score, it shows up as an HBP, but in your mind, you're like, dude, fucking you know, was over the plate and, you know, we got guys like that, but you're right. Like, I think once Rizzo's up there with no padding, like he deserves his, he deserves all those bases he took, you know? Yeah. He, he, he deserves to stand where he wants because he, he didn't go up there and fucking suit of armor and, and take it, you know, and he'll choke up and he'll yeah. also like change his batting style where a lot of guys don't, they just do the one thing. So Johnny, let me ask you about this series. Like getting back to the Nats Cub series, did anything impress you about your team? Or I mean, you lost three or four. I mean, we lost the game to Scherzer, which you'll do. You know, t- teams lose to Scherzer all the right. time uh, throughout baseball history. Um, well, not but- not that often. I mean, y'all could have. You were one run away from. <laughs> Scherzer was dancing in and out of trouble. The Cubs couldn't yep. get that one big hit. Yeah, they hit. couldn't get it through. Um, but it, yeah, yeah. it could have easily been a sweep. Actually, like I think we kind of called it right. This reminded me 
of the Giants Cubs series from like 2015, 2016, when they you just have very evenly matched teams mm-hmm. that it could kind of go one way or the other. Um, how has this stacked up against other series when like you faced worse teams or better teams? Like, do you play up or down to your competition? I felt pretty equal in this one and it just kind of went our way, you know? Well, this, this series welcomed back some of our relievers that had been on the IL, but I, I'm relatively new to baseball in this way. And, you know, I, I'm learning that the IL can sometimes be someone's just not pitching well. And they're like, oh, he uh, pu- he pulled his his. Oh yeah, the, the fake IL, yeah, fake yeah, IL. because because it's only ten days now. It used to be fifteen days, and now that it's ten days, you can just send him down for a little bit, give him a breather, yeah. And so one of the guys, Wander Suero, that was sent to IL, wait, he what's came his back? Name? Wander Suero. <laughs> okay. And uh, that's, the that's first like a car- that's threw, like a night cartoon namer or. Cartoon Network, Adult Swim. Name. Yeah, he's on. He's on at two o five in the morning. <laughs> uh, it, the first pitch he threw back from the IL, y'all hit for a home run, and so it's just like, why? Why are we pretending that he was hurt and not just that he's not competent to pitch in the big? <laughs> he throws that ball, and and Martinez is like, oh, he, he's still hurt. IL, yep, he's still hurt. <laughs> yeah, Total right. Are, is, are there really, you know, we keep hearing about dominating pitching and, and we talked last time about the seams being tighter and, you know, the disadvantage to batters, but are there just not enough good pitchers to go around? Because I hear so many teams talk about their bad bullpen. Is it that hard to be a professional? Are there, are there no other kids out there? No. Uh, all I can tell you right teams? now is, is that the, the amount of no hitters thrown so far this season, it looks like there's plenty of good pitching or really bad hitting. Well, because... So is that oh, just starters? Yeah, because I agree. There's a lot of record no hitters, but then once you get out of the... You know, we didn't hit... We hit all your starters. Wait, that's the opposite. Yeah. No, uh, so so Johnny, something you just said, though, I think is is very apt. Like, you, you asked, are there not enough pitchers, right? And you're saying because the way the game is being played right now, there there isn't anymore. It used to be that starters would go six and seven innings every day, right? Every fucking day. There was none of this five innings and we're pulling you at, at 64 pitches. That's not mm-hmm. going to happen. And that means there you have to have more pitchers actually in games. Whereas you could have back in the day, if your if your starter's gonna complete every fourth start and he's gonna, you know, go six or seven innings, you only really need one or two guys each day to get through. Whereas now you have to have four pitchers in the bullpen every single day just to get through the game. That's not That's even what- Winning, yeah, it's I mean, just getting through the game. Look at this: uh, when uh, Alzali start, he goes five, and here's the guy they're treating with kid kid gloves. Then you got brothers Tapera, Chafin, Nancy to finish that one off, and then in game three, you're doing one, two, three, four, five. You got Arietta, Nancy, uh, brothers Tapera, Maples to do that one. Game, uh, well, that's the wrong one. Uh, one, two, three, four. Trevor Williams tonight. Uh, Tre- uh, William Steele, Tapera, Chafin, Kimbrel. So you, you, you have five 
dudes in every game in a it's four right. to two game. Right. And it's like, four bullpen arms every night. And what we're dealing with here is that we don't have good starters. Uh, you, Hendricks has kind of had an up and down season. You've had Zach Davies, who has not been good. Well, he was You've, good in April. Uh, no, he was bad in April. Bad, good in May. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't qualify him as being good. I'd say well, he's. Pe- you, if you're pe- telling me he's a number two pitcher, I, I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, here's what we got with Davies. I'll put up his his numbers here. April was bad. He gave up uh, a lot of runs. <laughs> he had a 9.47 ERA at the end of April, and he's gotten it down to a terrible 5.58. But I mean, that, I wouldn't even say respectable. They say respectable in the business. I won't go that far. But he's not going long into games. Like five innings, he was done. Uh, David Ross was done with him against Washington. Uh, after five innings, seven hits, three runs, because it probably was going to go way worse at a point, right? I mean, 77 pitches, he, you know, and they're like, well, dude, pitch 87 is getting hit over the wall, so we're not going to put him out there again, you know. It's- right, it, it's, it's, and so I'm going to say Zach Davis, mediocre at best. Mm-hmm. Arietta, I mean, he's a grinder. That's about what you can say, and then he's going to get you what he can get you. Al's still not going deep. Right, Al's lie we've talked about with kid gloves, and Trevor Williams has just been awful. He just hasn't, he really hasn't been good. If you can get four winnings out of Trevor Williams, that's a win. That that's a successful day. Yeah, literally today, that's what happened. Trevor Williams more than four innings in the Cubs won. (laughs) The bullpen is like the bullpen is like one of the best in baseball. The Cubs. Yeah, but that and that goes back to what Johnny was saying. It's these guys are are there. Are there no good pitches? It's I think there are, but I think back in the day, you didn't have to rely on these guys quite so many so much. So your question, Johnny, is one that's been brought up by MLB, and they're discussing ways to make the game better. And one of those items under discussion is limiting the amount of pitchers on a roster so that you have to force guys to throw longer and not be able to keep shuttles going and put four or five pitchers into a game because that is affecting it. Are the pitchers as good? No, they're, but they throw way harder than pitchers used to. Okay, mm-hmm. So you don't have to be a good pitcher. You just got to throw the shit out of the ball, get it by someone, survive one inning, and you're done. All, all these guys are expected. Lee Smith used to laugh at like the modern-day closers. like, shit, man, I used to throw like three innings every day. Like, he would, he would literally, like, you know, the starter would go seven innings, maybe six, and Lee would close it up. You know what I mean? This wasn't a one-inning save. And so the game has changed. And then the question is, is if you limit the amount of pitchers allowed on a roster, will it force pitchers to have to be better instead of just to be more pitchers rather than throwers? Mm-hmm. They already started with that. You have to do three batters, right? I've been mm-hmm. noticing that. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, that's in the bullpen, bullpen, and that limits some things. Um, so, but yeah, but then you know you add on top of that why these, why so many uh, no hitters and stuff, and some of these things that are happening. I think in 2015, 2016 was the era of the brand new. Uh, uh, launch angle, you know, revolution, right? They all mm-hmm. figured that shit out. All the hitters figured that shit out in 15 and 16. And since then, just, and I'm just looking at the Cubs at this point. So maybe it's not true overall, but since then, all the pitchers have slowly figured out how to pitch to that swing. 
and because the entire lineup of every team fucking swings the same goddamn way. Because remember back when in the eighties, everybody had a different fucking stance. They had a different swing. They had a different warm up. Like you could tell, you could do that. Like, oh, who am I? And you'd be able to pick the guy out. You can't do that shit anymore because everybody does the exact same fucking thing. So now that everybody does the same thing and they all have that same swing angle, the pitchers figured out where to throw the ball to counteract that. So they do give up maybe similar or more homers, but they give up way less hits and they strike out way more. But I think what you're, that cat and mouse game has always existed of trying to best it. Okay, I'm going to try to do this, and then the pitchers figure it out, and then the hitters, which we're seeing Chris Bryant do, adjust. And and if you just let the goddamn game fix itself, it'll do it. You don't fucking come in with these goddamn stupid rules. No, we need a fucking new ball. We need a, a brand new ball that you've never seen change before. Change the ball every year. You change the Put ball Put people year. on second base. <laughs> I do want to make one suggestion of a game change. It's so unfair that if you're at a Cubs game and they're winning, you have to leave early because they don't get to bat in the bottom of the ninth. That's bullshit. <laughs> As a fan, let them run up, run up the score. Yeah, do something like they get a wheelbarrow races, but like all of a sudden, you know, like oh, sorry, fan, you're getting kicked out. You know, pour out your whatever. You that is drink. funny. I never, th- I never thought about it. Like it's you, a punishment. You get a half any less of your favorite team. Yeah. Well, well, what, what you're ending up seeing a lot of too, though, is that these guys are going into these type of pitch labs, drive lines. They're trying to squeeze every ounce of MPH. I remember when I was younger, it was like, like to see anybody throw a hundred would be a miracle. Right. And now all of a sudden, you're starting to see more and more people throwing a hundred miles per hour. Or you know, 102, like 103, 102, yeah. 103. I saw Chapman throw 105 at Wrigley Field. And so yeah. that is, you know, if you have more people doing that, then you do have to start to wonder if, if how much of a chance you really have to hit 100 mile per hour, 101, 102 mile per hour fastball at 60 feet, six inches. Yeah. And yeah, the it, they want to move the mounds back. Like, yeah, that's their answer. It's like, you know, what are they going to end up in center field? <laughs> like, I mean, what are, what are we doing here? Started second base. Like, that doesn't seem fair. Like, I don't know what to do to counteract it because the pitching is definitely ahead of uh, the hitting. I mean, seven no hitters this year. Right, but, mean, but, it's, but it's just kind of tilted that much, right? It's just tilted that much this year. Give it some time. If, say, you know, like, Five not, years. We, we've been in tr- three true outcome land for a while. Like, I think that the time has been given. The games are longer by, than ever, by the way. Like, some of these yeah. games, three to two, four, five to four. Oh, they're still going game, four hours. Game and, three. Game three with fucking Scherzer out there. Like, oh, what was going on? I was, <laughs> I was doing shit, and I was just like, what fucking inning is this? It was, <laughs> it was taking forever. Did you guys think that too? And the crowd was fucking dead that night too. I know I was in it. Yeah, you, <laughs> Danny. I blame you. You sucked out there. You were terrible. I did, and I wasn't paying attention to the game. I was definitely more interested in my friends that I hadn't seen. Or I, I didn't root the Cubs to victory. Johnny comes back in with the Walgreens hat. And did I share with you all yet the the experience I had in, in Arizona? 
Not on, to, you only shared it with me on text, so you got to tell everybody. Thank happened. you to to the three of you, to Danny and the ranters. I love this hat, my Walgreens hat. And <laughs> this dude came up to me and said, where'd you get that Walgreens hat? And I was like, uh, Walgreens. And he went, oh, yeah, I should have known, you know. <laughs> and he goes, you know, I should have known even better because look at this. And he lifts up his, his shirt and he has a Marines tattoo. And he said, people always say, where'd you get that tattoo? And I say, I got it in the Marines. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for this hat. It was very, very popular at the game. As I mentioned at the beginning of the Sun Ranto Show today, um, you could be listening to the Sun Ranto Show early and ad-free. Um, how? By joining us at patreon.com slash sunranto. Uh, you get the show early, you get your own uh, RSS feed, which is completely ad-free. And uh, also, like when we do separate preview episodes, you can tune into those live uh, when we do those. Um, you get access to our show notes, info about the pitching matchups and what's going on with the Cubs opponent in that next series. Uh, plus, you get to go onto the Super Ranters page, uh, the Sun Ranters Super Ranters page on Facebook. We have uh, post-show and uh, sometimes post-game discussions. Um, you get the Cubs music. You can get your name uh, at the end of the show as a supporter of the Sun Ranters show. There's perks at every level. Uh, plus, 10% of the, the money that we get goes right to the Lost Boys baseball program where we help kids in Chicago play baseball and we help build our community. So, final plea. If you uh, would buy each one of us a beer a year at Wrigley Field for doing this show, well, that's joining at, let's say, the 3 or $4 level. So join us, $5 a month. That's all we ask. And uh, we'll keep bringing Sun Ranto Show to you. Um, the ads that we do don't pay shit. Uh, Patreon is the only way we keep the lights on at the podcast. God's honest truth. The ads are garbage to us. So please join us. Keep this Cubs podcast on the air. It's all up to you. Um, all the money goes right back into the show, to the StreamYard app, to the events we host, hosting for our website and the podcast and advertising and tickets and batteries and mics and headphones and all the shit we got to buy, okay? Help us out. Become a Patreon member. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. The link to subscribe is in the podcast notes of this episode. So just click on it. Join up. You'll never hear an ad again. You'll never hear me asking you to join Patreon again because you already did it. Okay? So patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto. Do it now. Back to the show. Yeah, that, that is the, one of the most misshapen hats I've ever seen in my life. Like, no, that that's is just my head. <laughs> well, Johnny, I did wear the Cubs Washington 2017 hat for you tonight. I thought you would enjoy that. Yeah, can we, can oh, thank we, you. Let's, let's, nice. let's get into that series real quick. <laughs> can we? <laughs> and how I, I think to this day, the Nationals got fucked and one of the first replay calls that ever oh, uh, yeah. on, right. on the, the hand off the base, if you remember that call, when the. Yes. Who was it, it? it? Wasn't the hand? It was. It was. His, he he popped up a little bit. It was the yeah, catcher. Little. It was the catcher. I can't remember the catcher's name. It was the catcher, and Willie did one of those bat picks. Maybe it was his hand, but it was the bat pick, 
And yep. and the call was one of those bullshit calls where it's like his hand hovered off the base, yeah, like for, for a minuscule second. second or something. It was a bullshit call. Yeah, and 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 uh, it was a total bullshit call in that game. Uh, that game five of that was NLDS crazy. was a crazy, crazy game. And I feel like every time that I face the Nationals, I feel that game in right. in my body, and I also feel. Uh, the championship because I was really rooting hard for the Walgreens uh, in, <laughs> in 2019 when you, when you won it, because I mean, we set you the game, like, you know, there's something about, you know, Washington, not it's a baseball town that didn't have a baseball team. And uh, it, it was unfair. And then you, cause I, I mean, I was the, the, not the nationals. Uh, who was the team no, no, but, but no, no senators. senators. Yeah, yeah, because they it's were like always terrible. Or something. Yeah, but there's a musical based on that team. Like they had a, yeah. the heart of DC. <laughs> How we gonna get a new bat? Um, no, uh, it's you know, it's a baseball town, a transient town, with uh, people from all over the world. That live filled, in, yeah, it is definitely filled with transients. Yeah, and so they can never keep it. But you're from there. I'm from there too. Like little do people know that Johnny and I had our first communion at the same church, Isn't in, that wild? Uh, right out right outside of uh, Washington uh, D.C. in a place called Fairfax, right? Yeah, or is, or is that Vienna there? Yeah, Fairfax County, Vienna. All right, Fairfax County. All right. So. Um, Anyway, I'm 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 in drunk reminiscing mode. So well, every, just, you guys I'll can just, stop me anytime you need to. I'll end my nationals portion of the the show by mentioning that the team jumped the shark because um, I only listened to the games on the radio, and then I went. They've they have alternate uniforms now with stick letter W mm. on the hat and not the curly W. I was like, what is that? Oh, and you know what? I, I, I saw a few people in the stands wearing those hats. Did you? They're corny. I, I don't know. Maybe one of is like the Washington Monument or like there's something about like a, a DC building. And it's like, no, that's that. Uh, I was frustrated to see. There's it. like an insurrectionist climbing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stabbing a guard. Uh, uh, no, that's. Um, it, so are they trying to change the logo? You think that they're trying to get away from the Walgreens thing? Because, I mean, no, do you think I, they're responding to the criticism of Walgreens and everybody's making fun of fun of them about that? No, eh. no, that's a fake. That's that's a fake story anyway. Because they actually they owned it and leased it to Walgreens, which is it's a wild Wikipedia page if you want to read it. Um, <laughs> the other thing I'm going to say is. You're They're always going to have dumbasses hats. like me that has to buy every single hat. Yeah, so you're just, just trying to sell hats. Hats. <laughs> You know, I'm going to sit there and I'll be like, hey, I don't have that variation of that color pattern of that hat that just came out. I better spend $50 to buy it. Take note, <laughs> entrepreneurs. Crawley is your customer. <laughs> I, I'm your mark. <laughs> so, well, uh, thanks for involving I'm gonna- me. Hold on, I'm going to bring it into the brand here just a second, mm-hmm. Johnny. If, if this is the hat, this one I think you're talking about. You're going to take a look at it now? Yeah. Right, cool. Crawley's like firing it up. Like, try to Is that the it. one? Yeah, there it is. I guess is that so. The one? I mean, it's just a W. It's the it's Washington a- Capitol with a W. Yeah. I guess they are the Capitals. 
I like yeah, the yeah. color blue. Do you think it has something to do with the? No, that wouldn't be the that. insurrection. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Holy actually so. Danny wants that to happen. Exactly. I, I want yeah, like a, let's go. Is that a W for white power? Yeah, like exactly. Oh, totally. It's, and it's problematic. And if you look at it, it's it's a stylized person. Those are two hands, right? With their hands up in the air, and then the middle point, that's the head, and that's somebody climbing the Capitol. Oh, yeah, definitely. Isn't that the shaman, the Q shaman? Yeah, I, I see him. <laughs> I see him. I see this. I see the Q shaman right there. He's on top. You see when, him You, you see, see him standing there with his little uh, hat on? When did our logo become a, a Republican Rorschach test? <laughs> <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> tonight on this show i believe uh two seconds ago um well it, it was a fun series like i love playing the national mostly because i love talking to you about it johnny like it's uh, like we're such good old friends and you've been coming on for so long with and nothing you to say you'd think at this point <laughs> yeah oh, no, there's, there's always something to say about it um but it's it just been it's so great to have you on tonight and uh talk about i mean your your loss of the series. I'll bring it up. You know, wow. you did lose. <laughs> oh the yeah, series, and we forgot you know? to make a bet, Danny. I guess it's too late at this point. <laughs> no, well, I, dude, I'll, I'll double or nothing at this point. You know, do but we have another two, series? How, how many games do we have left? Three. Three. Yeah. So uh, now you've got to go to the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers parking lot twice as Richard <laughs> Simmons <laughs> if you lose instead of just once. I'll I'll be forced to uh, storm the Capitol by myself. <laughs> Loser <laughs> oh has to God. become a shaman. I'll, I'll buy you a buffalo that, hat. Isn't that like uh, in in uh, what is that uh, old school when he says we're streaking? Yeah, and looking and nobody's behind him. <laughs> <laughs> Who's we? <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, have a good rest of the season. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Johnny, just like that, he's out. He knows how the Irish I like the best. Um, yeah, Johnny Crato, everybody. Like, I feel like so, that needed applause. Yes, like, if, if there was an audience, a studio well, audience. And literally everybody who popped in, uh, there was a whole bunch of people popping into the chat with like, oh, hey, it's Johnny, it's Johnny. Like, real happy to see him. So, good. Yeah, we're, we're lucky to have so many great people that uh, come on the show. Johnny and uh, Eric. I know everybody hates Eric from the Brewers, but we haven't seen him in a while. Well, but Dennis the other day Dennis. always always puts up a good show. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you want to continue to support people like Dennis and Johnny and all the people we have on so we can buy them tickets and beer, I suggest you become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash sunranto. And I'll just leave it at that. Um so, anything else to add about this series? I mean, what do you think about the overall like, kind of state of the Cubs? We're dealing with some injuries. Jay Hay went down with a hammy. The, uh, Justin Steele, who looked really good, went down. There's your lefty. Yeah. You know, injury situation gets nervous. How much you can put Nick Martini out there? And you know, again, Justin Steele's been one of the bright stories. And thinking that he may now have a hamstring injury. It gets nervous, especially going into you have. I hate to say a big series, but you got a series against. You know the Cubs are now in second place by themselves. Uh, they've been dancing around five hundred and above five hundred this whole time, and a little bit below, a little bit above, right at five hundred. But you have an opportunity to kind of you know really see what see what this team is made of versus the Cardinals. And no, uh, it's 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 uh, the the Cardinals' magic. You got an interesting matchup in Game One. 
you have uh, Kyle Hendricks taking the bump versus uh, Mr. STD, Carlos Martinez. Oh, yeah, Carlos Martinez, the human STD. I mean, and he hasn't been starting. No. No, he's been in the bull. He was in the bullpen most of last year, right? Yeah, in fact, we did a, uh, a Cardinals preview with Dennis, and Car- Carlos Martinez barely came up because he was not going to be a factor in this series. And then, uh, well, or coming out of the bullpen, but. Cardinals are piecing it together. I feel like they're doing the opener thing right now. Except for Jack Flaherty, they are piecing that shit together, Brewer style, of you know, in uh, in in that kind of way. Just not opener situation, but not exp- there are three innings here, three innings there, where the Cubs are more traditionally built uh, with dudes that you're expecting to go at least five six. But but the Cardinals bullpen has actually walked everybody. Yeah. We heard we heard that from Dennis the other night. They're number one in walks. I think that bodes well for the Cubs. Um, I don't know. It's like you look at the. I, I can't believe we're facing the Cardinals for the first time right now. That's weird enough. Oh yeah, it's been almost two months of the season before we even see them. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and then the second game ought to be interesting because you got Alzlai versus uh, Mikolas and his weird porn stash. And remember, Mikolas was like the big deal when he came. He came from was it was it Japan or Korea? I can't well, remember. Now, Korea. Now, Korea. Danny, he hasn't been starting either, has he? Mm-mm. No, he's been injured. He's been hurt, and so he now he's back. So, okay. in other words, what I'm trying to say is our entire podcast that I did with Dennis <laughs> is completely incorrect when it comes to the starters. Now, listening to what's happening with the hitters and the bullpen and shit, that is uh, accurate, but. Um, no, Mikolas has kind of torn up the Cubs in the past, has he not? Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And not only has Mikolas turned up, uh, torn up the Cubs, but I will. I, I, re- I think I'm going to refuse to watch Sunday's game. I think it's supposed to be like 85, and I'm just going to be like, fuck it. Zach Davies versus Adam Wainwright. And I know Wainwright hasn't had a season, but I just cannot stand to watch Wainwright's bullshit carve up the Cubs, and I, and I got a feeling it's going to be a bad day for Davies. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm just kind of not looking forward to that Sunday matchup. The Cubs have hit Wainwright a lot better recently. You know, like I, I, it's 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 going to go fine. The the all the matchups have been screwed up since uh, the podcast that we did with Dennis. But I think ultimately Dennis thinks that the bullpen is ready to blow. He said he's like we're getting away with a lot of bullshit. We're walking everybody. It's walk or strikeout. But at some point, the Cubs will take advantage of that, and they will hit the big uh, home run with a couple dudes on and put the game away. I really do feel that we could take two or three in this one. I do. I know we haven't played well on the road, but the Cubs are hitting it right now. They just beat the Nationals. I know it's been hit and miss. Yeah, Carl, you the, look skeptical. Road, you made a the face. Road thing, I think the road thing is the thing Looms that bothers large. me the most. Like, I, I don't get like what that. you're saying. Not only that, but look at what Dominic Galoro is pointing out. ESPN on Sunday. Oh, it's also Fox on Saturday. Yeah, it's all national games. It's going to be brutal. It's not a good weekend for Cubs baseball, but it was a good week. I'm going to be lucky enough to miss most of it because I am going to be – I'm going on vacation. Where are you going? going We're just going out to Colorado real quick. For a couple of days, and then uh, so yeah, I, I'm going to see Friday's game. So I hope they win that one because I won't see the other ones. Yeah, I, 
it's uh, I'm, I'm I'm excited. It, I'm I want to catch some of these with Dennis. We were talking about like where we're gonna go watch some of the stuff. He's moving right now, so it's it's so much fun that when it's like charged up when you got a guy from the other team like in your face. And so we'll be, we'll come to you on the Sun Ranto Super Ranters page on on some post games. I think me and Dennis will find some time to battle it out at Nisei Lounge at some point. But There is one more story I want to touch on tonight, um, and that is uh, Jed Hoyer's interview today, his Zoom call. And um, I know Rossi's been the one that's been asked, and the players are now being asked, and it's becoming this issue, the, 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 the fact that they're not going to hit the threshold. And this is a quote from Jed Hoyer today. He said his, quote, optimism is waning when it comes to the Tier 1 group reaching 85% vaccination threshold. He says it's disappointing, yeah, it's disappointing to not be at 85% as a team. He said it's irrefutable that it provides a competitive advantage. So if you have 85% of your team vaxxed, good chance that nobody's going to miss time because of the COVID protocol. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you're not going to get COVID if you're vaccinated, most likely. And if you do get COVID, you're going to have a mild case. You'll be back real fast, and you'll test negative real quick. Yeah. But uh, instead, you're going to let down your team, and fucking Eric Sogard's going to get COVID. Give it to his whole family, whatever that means for everybody. It's very sad. Situation. Yeah, and I and I saw somebody on Twitter saying like, "Oh, they just need to fucking DFA him or whatever." Well, that would be feasible, maybe if they were all like, uh, you know, your basic fucking you know minor league rookie year contracts but a lot of the guys that aren't getting it are making a lot of fucking money and and they can afford to not get covid too yeah. by and they and, and they can from from it anyways and just and because they have those guaranteed contracts they can afford to fucking get dfa'd if they if that's what happened well jed hoyer did say admit he wouldn't make personnel decisions based on the decision though so that's and I, I don't think he can. He's in a shitty position there where he would probably love to, but he can't. You you because you can't send Arietta out the door. You can't send Hayward out the door. You can't send I mean, You'll leave the money. That's good. Maybe you money. Yeah, maybe you can send Sogard just because I want to keep that option open, but not because it's an actual option. <laughs> Yeah, you kind of need Arietta. There's some of the other guys you don't need. I mean, and it's also all tier one employees. So don't think of it as the team, right? I mean, we're talking, we talked about this the other day, and I if didn't know this either. But if it's not the team, you know their asses are fucking fired because fucking Ricketts fired 100 goddamn people just last <laughs> year for no fucking reason to save $5. Like, if it's, if it's just a fucking employee, that fucker's gone if they don't get that vax. Yeah, probably. So maybe it is mostly the team, but it, it is disappointing. I mean, you, you want to respect people's reasons, but these guys got no good reasons. That's the problem. It's like they're just, you know, ideologically against it. And it's interesting that Jed Hoyer sees it as a competitive disadvantage because that's what we were talking about the other day uh, when we did the locker room show. Uh is we asked that question? Is it a competitive disadvantage? Um, it's got to be. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just a concern. There's that- a risk of serious disadvantage, but even more so, I think that when you're just have the tighter uh, rules 
on you. Yeah, I mean, you're walking around. I mean, you're walking around still the same way we did for the last year with your fucking butthole clenched. You walk around with your asshole clenched all the time, and it gets tiring. You just get worn out. It all fucking sucks. Like, I get it. You know, I, I get why these people don't want to wear masks, but, you know, and, and shit like that. But the vaccination is the thing that's supposed to help them out of that. So they oh, can God, dude. I, I've been, I have been living life to the extreme since I, the second my, I got double vaxxed and my dad was double vaxxed, I was out on a fucking plane to Arizona drinking beers in a bar without a goddamn mask on. Why? Because I was done. Holly, <laughs> you have got to quit sending the texting the pictures of you with doorknobs in your mouth. It's fucking <laughs> disgusting, and I don't like it. They taste delicious. <laughs> it's a, it's it. Like he sent so many pictures. I think it's a new category on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, but again, it is a competitive advantage, and you saw the Nationals. Remember how long they were all messed up because of that? And you wonder. I can't say one thing or another. It's not, but you just wonder: is that you know how long it takes for teams to gel? Do you get what I'm saying? So take a look at the Cubs, how bad they were to start the season. They were awful. They looked awful. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, what if we put this guy here? What if this reliever comes in? And you start to kind of get a get a feel for your team. I feel like the Nationals, because of all the guys that were on the COVID restriction list, kind of are maybe a week or two behind that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, uh, you've noticed Tommy Nance wearing, the, uh, wearing his neck gator mask around his neck while pitching. That's been the biggest thing. I've been like, man, I, I haven't seen a – I've seen a couple of position players wearing them, right? But pitcher, I haven't seen yeah. a pitcher up to – like, he's the only one I've seen doing that. It's it's interesting because it makes you think that when he walks to the dugout, he's pulling that fucker up. Yeah. and But neck gators are, are really not very good. <laughs> like So it's it, they look cool. I think that now it's a new style. Like I was like checking myself out with my like stupid blue surgical mask underneath my chin, hanging out today. I was like, I could see this being a thing. Like, do I do one ear? Oh, sorry. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? I'll show you. You see the cat in the background? She just jumped on the keyboard. <laughs> Hey. The cat, you see her flying uh, around back there. Yep. Yeah. Don't shit on me. <laughs> Don't shit on me. <laughs> She's played all the hits. <laughs> she knows how to play to the crowd. <laughs> oh, so good. I heard Crawley at the end being like, I hear the drums are going. No, the- <laughs> <laughs> no hands, Ma. That's all a cat. <laughs> Regression is a really I think she likes thing. me. In this case, it works in our favor. <laughs> oh, wow. The old Theo drop. <laughs> the cat's playing all the hits tonight. <laughs> 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 oh, God. That's good. Oh, uh, I don't think we can top that. We should probably just end the show now. Yeah, this is. I, I think <laughs> Artie says that the the cat is playing us off, like we're on the Oscars. <laughs> I honestly think that should be a Patreon only for the ten dollar level. Is you get like thirty minutes with Danny's cat playing the buttons. <laughs> I just set her up in the room. I put 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 her favorite food on each key. There you go. <laughs> It'll be a science experiment. Oh God! All right. Well, uh, TFCs then. Let's. Uh, I I got no announcements. Uh, Bleacher Bum Band's playing June nineteenth. Come on, come one, come all. Hey, we can get a hundred people back there. Uh, restrictions are off. 
Yeah, done. everything's. Yeah. Uh, if you want to come, bring your vaccine card. Doorknob at every table. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, let me see. I got a TFC. I'm going to start with this picture. Uh, the Chicago Cubs picture of Schwarber looking at himself on the big board. And the Cubs write, forever. <laughs> <laughs> forever is like what? Five years? Man, that's the shortest forever ever. <laughs> Thank you, Brian Spotted Moo. Exactly what everyone was thinking when they saw it. There was actually there was a whole bunch of them. That was just my favorite. A whole bunch of them like until you non-tenored him, you fucking assholes. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> Chuck Peterson's batting one ninety three, assholes. <laughs> you know, just all that yep. shit, you know. Yeah. I got another. Oh yeah. I another. have been without internet for like all day. <laughs> Oh yeah, I I only have one, and I'm I'm involved in it. Uh, uh, Whelan, I, I had an argument the uh, the other night about uh, Trevor Williams versus Lester, and because uh, I mentioned Trevor Williams in my um, I guess rant video about how the Cubs did not sign John Lester, yeah, and Trevor Williams came up in it. So a lot of people were like, "What do you got against Trevor Williams?" I'm like, uh, "Nothing. It's more about I'm just making a comp." So anyway. Uh, Wheeling Through Life with Brian says, Trevor Williams is doing better than John Lester this year. And I said, well, besides Lester having COVID, I don't find that to be the case when you look at their game logs, which is true if you do look at them. And Wheeling Through Life with Brian says, Lester is (laughs) 0-2. Williams is 2-2. Google it if you don't believe me. Williams is better this year. Oh, my God. Nailed you. Yeah, fucking nailed. I didn't you know what to say. I felt with the I, win stat. I I did a shot of Malort. <laughs> I went to bed because I couldn't really handle that shame. <laughs> how, how I got owed in that moment. So yeah, that was rough. Um, I don't know. There's our show. We got the Cardinals. I'm saying, uh, I'm I'm saying the Cubs pick it up. Like they're they're moving in the right direction, moving on up to the east side or the west side, in the south southwest side. St. Louis, we got this. I don't know. I don't know. I it's it's you look so. This is not. Uh, if it was in, if it was in Wrigley Field, show, but. yeah, no. If it was in, <laughs> if if the games were being held at Wrigley Field, I would feel more confident. But the fact that there are two national games, they're both they're all in St. Louis. I don't I don't feel good about that. Yeah, no. All of it is pointing. I just don't. Them. I don't like the funky times. The funky National League. Uh, the Cubs always seem to shit their shit the bed on in the, those national broadcasts. Like so, like for people that don't get like my my brother in Colorado, like he doesn't get marquee, so he just and he doesn't get to see the games. And so, like he listens to them all. He listens to Pat and Ron all the time. Loves them. but he like gets excited to see like a game, and every time it's like a, just a god awful experience to watch. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I've I've seen some doozies against the Cardinals on a Sunday night, and uh, yeah, don't watch Sunday night. In fact, maybe we should just come to them live. You know, just watch us instead. We'll just go the entire time. We'll tell you what Pat and Ron are saying. Oh, uh, you. I mean, you could do a Super Ranters where you just call the game in the game chatter uh, section of that on uh, Discord. Yeah. Let's do that. Uh, on Discord, that's that's, what, that's that. what's happening. I unfortunately I cannot do that. I would love to do that with you because that's kind of what I've been wanting to do all year, and I'm too lazy to do it. But 
Yeah, well, laziness really does hold us back as a show, doesn't it? <laughs> it, it, it? It has for nine, ten years now already. It really, ultimately. So uh, I would like to say fuck the Cardinals because that's uh, where we're going. Fuck the Cardinals, and that's where we're going to end with. So uh, as uh, Ramos Ramirez would remind you. Hello. The song Santos show the Chicago Cubs, 69 best postcard. Take care. Take care, everybody. Spookog. Spookog.
VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.